going, Billy? In the garbage, right into the freaking garbage. You see that crap? All that horror crap? Things coming out of crates and eating people? Dead people coming back to life? People turning into weeds, for Christ's sake? I never saw such rotten crap in my life. Where do you get this shit? Who sells it to you? All that horror crap? DWN Productions THC Podcast, sponsored by Fast Custom Shirts. Again, here at boygob.com. It's up there, but that's er, up there, I guess. But either way, doesn't fucking matter. Joe, it's been about a week, give or take. It's been about two months since we've cracked 50 views or more. (laughs) Top. Kind of odd, kind of odd. But yeah, it's been a week since we spoke. Since uh, well, maybe less than that because we did a little something special earlier in the week. Which oh shit! All right, I was like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Yeah. Oh, I remember. So you guys will be on the lookout for that at some point in your future, maybe. Yeah, I'm actually editing that tonight and tomorrow. Getting all those, I figured out a way how to uh tweet stuff out so i'm gonna see if i can make the commentary track sound a little funnier with just bleeping out unnecessary shit <laughs> just make the whole thing a long bleep. <laughs> the <laughs> come back to you giggling <laughs> yeah it'll be good so mm-hmm. be on the lookout for Giggle Fest 2013. Or shit, fuck no. 2023. 2013. Fuck out of here, old man. That was 10 years ago. Yeah. So Halloween's come and gone. Uh, you were someplace. I Since we did that commentary in the middle of shit, I don't remember when the last time we recorded is because we also recorded, what, earlier? Than Halloween, we recorded earlier, but it was still okay. put out on time because I right, right. That so shit. we didn't we didn't cover uh, your Halloween excursion. You didn't do Halloween proper, right? You went out and uh, <laughs> explored the the world. Well, Joe, every day is Halloween for me. So besides the fact that Lori and I got married on Halloween, it's just another day. So. uh Excuse me. I try not to book myself on Halloween or around it just because I don't want to do it. But now again, because of the anniversary, that gives me an excuse definitely not to do it. However, if the right paying gig came along, then, you know, you got to 
you how to do it. But that would have to be very, very good money and a very, very cool thing. Let's hit him as two hundred thousand for that scarecrow movie, everyone. Fuck yeah. So yeah, we decided to go to uh what's referred to in Texas as the hill country. Oh, all them hills. Yes, there's there's a lot of hills, there's a lot of rocks, and there's a lot of country. This is somewhere in between, I wanna say San Antonio and Austin. So uh we rented a house like uh I don't have Airbnb but I looked on the thing for places and then I saw there was this company that was like renting out houses. So I said, "All right, well let's see if they have a website cuz it'll probably be a little less expensive if you do it on their website cuz Airbnb isn't getting the fee you see, Joe." Right. And that's exactly what happened. It was a little less expensive on their website. So I booked through there. Uh, Canyon Lake, I think that was the name. Yeah, that Canyon Lake was the name of the town. Uh, I want to think of what to say. Mm. Canyon Lake? No, just about the, about the whole thing in general. So uh, we get there. And we rented a place in the hill country before, and you know it is in the country. It's off a beaten trail where you can probably get raped and or molested Mm -hmm. at any time just because it's secluded and what have you. Not saying that you will, but... uh, So we get there. The house is all right. We walk in, and it smells really fucking weird. Like someone's just like cooking pork 24 fucking hours a day. But not just cooking pork, cooking pork in a sewer, Joe. So you have these two smells combined. Uh, Three smells. Yes. Mm. So we go upstairs and we notice like the carpet's all kind of dirty and there's scuff marks in there. This seems like a rental property that was rented out for like family reunions and, uh, you know, families with lots of kids and shit like that. Because on the thing, it said it fucking sleeps 10. And I mean, it probably could. There's two kitchens in the motherfucker. We got it because there was a pool and a hot tub. But we'll get to that, Joe. Uh so we got in every it was like it wasn't the cleanest. You can tell that like somebody might uh you know vacuum or swept up toenails or some shit, maybe <laughs> made sure there were towels. But it's like, all right, you know what? No, no big deal. Fuck it. So we went to H E B beforehand, bought all our food, so we're putting it in the fridge. I look up at the fucking refrigerator. The whole thing's covered in dust. Like dust bunnies are up there and shit. Just everything is completely covered in dust. It's like, oh, well, that fucking sucks. I guess that $200 cleaning fee was just one of those. Oh, got some more money off you fees. And then I start getting out the pots and pans to cook shit. They're all covered in oil or grease or something. 
you know, maybe they just lathered him up with lard before they put him back in the cabin <laughs> because, oh, you know? yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I said, oh, well, this is fucking gross as shit. So I washed the dishes, all the dishes we were going to use for the weekend and the pots and pans and the silverware. Uh, spent all the time washing those, so questioning this cleaning fee joe because it was about two hundred dollars for a cleaning fee after whatever the rental price was per fucking night or whatever so we cooked this shit fine blah 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 we go it was a good first night besides that stuff and then you get up and you take a shower and you notice the faucet head of the showers covered in uh, maybe some kind of calcium buildup. It's all white. And, you know, you need some CLR on there, Joe. Like that would have been part of the cleaning fee. Right. So I go into another bathroom. Look at that. Ooh, this one's even worse. And, and then I remember... Oh, yeah, there's that bathroom downstairs. So I go down there into the fucking pork sewer, (laughs) open up the fucking bathroom door to look at that one. Yep. Fuck, it stinks down here. Look at the fucking that shower. That's the worst out of fucking all of them. So I'm just like, all right, going back up to the master, master bathroom shower. Put some shampoo in my hand. Rub it up against the fucking faucet head and kind of, kind of clean the faucet head first before I fucking clean myself. So it's just a big fat naked man cleaning a stranger's fucking shower head with shampoo, so he could, you know, there there was a cleaning fee of Joe about two two hundred dollars that had to be paid beforehand. So, you know, I do that, and then I go to brush my teeth, Joe, and I look at the fucking faucet, and around the faucet, this calcium buildup looks like the ceiling of a cavern. <laughs> it was weird colors, like the brownish, creamish, white marbling type thing. It was fucked. Again, paid a cleaning fee, Joe. So I texted the lady yesterday with, hey, we got here. This was, the shit smells weird. These fucking pots and pans were blah, 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 blah. She never got back to me. So the next day I sent that plus the shit about the shower and the faucets to this other number. They got back to me later that night. Like, oh, I apologize for the inconvenience, but it's the guest's responsibility to take care of the dishes. I'm just like, you know, I understand that. We washed the dishes when we left, but uh, I keep thinking about this cleaning fee, you see. This... <laughs> we'll get to that, Joe. <laughs> oh, we'll get to that. So, uh, yeah, it was, then we, we have a, we have another night and then, uh, The next day was our anniversary. This was the last day we had there. 
So we went out to this restaurant called the Old Grist Mill. It's <laughs> supposed to be like the, or it's not supposed to be. The waitress specifically told us that it's the second biggest restaurant in Texas. It looked pretty big. A lot of it was outside. Lori seemed to like it. I didn't care for the food too much. It was a fucking hundred dollars for two people to eat lunch. And and, uh, I don't know, really would not recommend. I thought the uh, jalapeno fucking, what are they called? Bacon wrapped jalapeno gimmicks, whatever stupid fucking name every different place calls them. Those were pretty good. The chicken sandwich, the fries were fucking goddamn awful, Joe. These motherfuckers just took a potato and took a meat cleaver to it. So they're just like big oval potato discs just (laughs) soaked in oil with no pepper or salt or anything else on them. Holy shit. And then there was just a fucking cat walking around. (laughs) Just a cat walking around the fucking restaurant. Fucking cats are filthy. Mm-hmm. Fucking we'll get to that, filthy. Joe. I'm glad you said that. Glad you said that. So, um, oh, fuck. We leave, go back to fucking our rental place, and we notice a Jellystone Park. If you don't know what that is, it's like a camping resort thing based around Yogi Bear in Jellystone Park. I used to go to that when I was a kid. So we stopped there, drove around, went into the gift shop, spent 160 bucks, and head back to the fucking uh, rental house. So uh, we got there, and it was walked in. Good old pork sewer. Good to see ya. All right, at this time, I got to fucking take a piss. So I'm just like, Lori, I'll meet you up there. I'm going to go take a fucking piss. I fucking go in there, lift up the toilet seat. Someone just left the shit in there. I don't know how long it's been there. Was it from the last person who rented it? Was it from the cleaning people who were ever there? Well, we know where the fucking sewer smell comes from now. Don't know where the pork smell came from, but definitely know where the fucking sewer smell came from. So took a picture of that, flushed it, and said, all right, lady, this is getting fucking ridiculous now. Found out where the smell came from. Oh, my God. Please don't send me the picture. This is this is so horrible. I'm so sorry. I'm going to puke. I'm just like, well, yeah. Okay, great. Not, nothing, nothing else was done. <clears throat> so days... Day's getting over, going in tonight. I'm just like, all right, I'm going to go into the hot tub for the last time. Just sitting in the hot tub. What do I see? Stray cat just walking up, going down to the pool and drinking out of it. You know, pool I was swimming in all weekend. (laughs) So what were you saying about cats earlier, Joe? They're fucking filthy, and they carry a lot of diseases. Mm-hmm. Lots of disease, weird shit, like parasitic shit. So after AIDS that, sometimes <laughs> cats carry fucking AIDS, feline AIDS. Yeah. 
So Lori and I are in the fucking hot tub. A fucking <laughs> a wind gust comes, blows the fucking pool cover over, hits me right in the fucking head. And I'm just like, all right, Lori, I think I'm done with this for, I think I'm. So close the hot tub up, go inside, try and lock these two big French doors that open the fucking house up so you can get out to the patio in the deck and something and then go into the house. Well, now those won't fucking lock on Halloween night in some fucking strange place we've never been. So I call up the emergency number. It's just a recording. And I was just like, hey, this is this is me again. I don't know who I'm talking to, but hey, we got another problem here. Your doors won't lock. Let me know. And fucking an hour later, some really fucking bitchy lady called back <clears throat> like I was fucking bothering her. She was talking really condescending. I was like, yeah, these fucking doors won't lock. You know, I tried to screw the hardware back in there. Maybe that would get it to do. She's like, oh, well, you know, this is your last night. and You've already stayed two days, so I don't know what you want me to do. This isn't a thing about me trying to get my money back, you stupid bitch. The fucking giant doors to this house won't lock. What would you like me to do? Oh, we can, we'll have our guy out there sometime tomorrow to look at it. It's like, all right, well, that's cool. I'll be gone tomorrow, but you know, my wife's here now. Uh, what, what's the point of this emergency number? Oh, you know, for real emergencies. I was just like, all right, I see nothing's going to happen here. Happy Halloween to you. And as soon as I hung up, I said, fuck, because you always remember or always know what the fuck to say. As soon as the conversation is over and all that shit, the perfect thing I should have just said, knowing this was going nowhere and nothing was going to be done. I should have said, is there a man I could speak to? <laughs> that would have been the fucking best. Would have pissed her the fuck off even more. So I fucking, I'm just like, all right, well, that's that's done. Luckily, there was another lock on a door between it to get to the upstairs. So, I mean, I'm sleeping with one eye open. The rest of the night, we wake up early and just take the fuck off. And this lady I'm texting with, I'm just like, hey, I'm not asking for a refund or anything. But if I can just get that cleaning feedback, because the shit obviously wasn't cleaned, that would be cool. And show me that you guys are like reputable, not fucking garbage ass company and shit. You know what they did, Joe? Nothing. That's right. Not a fucking thing. So if you're thinking about going to the hill country, uh, or if you have gone to the Hill Country and used Hill Country Premier Lodging, it is very easy to leave a review if you have a Google account. So if you've ever been to Hill Country Premier Lodging and have a Google account, feel free to share your experience with them. Maybe you want to rent from them. Maybe. Maybe you want to do certain activities in said house and you don't know if it's okay with their rules or not. Maybe send them pictures of said activities. 
to make sure it's cool. Uh, no, maybe you don't get the answer you want or you just want to make sure again. Send them a couple. You know, ask them, ask them your questions if you have them, if you're interested in renting from them. They have a phone number. I'm not sure what it is, but, you know, just you got Google. You've you already stayed there. You're going to leave the review. So just look up Hill Country Premier Lodging. Maybe you and a bunch of your uh, buddies, you all want to get together and have a big party. Certain activities might be involved. They might want to see, I don't know, videos of what might be going on in their bedrooms. Just make sure it's okay if things like that can go on in there or not. So if you have been or are interested in using Hill Country Premier Lodging, head on over to Google. I am going to share my experience with Google this week. Spoiler alert, it will be one star. And usually I fucking, I do use Google not to, I fucking, the only thing I've ever left a Google review for is fucking Corey's company because he asked me to. I said, yeah, sure, one star, you fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but no, they're, I, I, for what I fucking said, it's just like, oh yeah, that's embarrassing. Here's your cleaning feedback. Like be a reputable fucking company. But yeah, definitely getting one star for sure. Uh, usually I look up the fucking Google reviews and shit. This time I didn't because it was kind of a last, excuse me, kind of a last minute booking thing. And I just wanted to get it before anybody else did. You know, it's Halloween and shit goes pretty. <sighs> so yeah, after I got off with that fucking slit on the phone, I fucking looked up their reviews and Oh, yeah, they're pieces of pig fucking shit. <laughs> so, yeah. So, like I said, maybe you guys went here before and you had a bad experience and never knew you could leave a review. You can go over to fucking search Hill Country Premier Lodging on Google. Leave yourself a little review. And if you're interested, hit them up. <laughs> yeah, we... Uh... We used to do a lot of that before the pandemic. We'd uh, take at least one trip somewhere secluded, and it was like a rental property like that. But we've never had issues like that. The places have always been really fucking clean. And, uh, yeah, like I said, no issues. So, of course, we didn't ever rent a fucking place that 10 people could stay at. <laughs> That's fucking dumb. <laughs> you know? It was mostly because they had the pool and the hot tub. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, downstairs it was all right if it didn't smell like a fucking sewer fucking porkery. Yeah, there was only one that we stayed at that was like, it was odd because the people's house was right next door. Like it was on the same property. And that wasn't very clear in the thing to where, you know, yeah. it's kind of weird. Are we being a little fucking loud? You know, because we're here, you know, I'm doing some drinking, you know, and, <laughs> and probably like, some shooting come around the joint. Like, you know, and uh, in the interests of safety, yeah, I always take my gun with me when we're staying at these places because, again, you don't know, you know, maybe those doors don't lock for a reason, yep. you know. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's, uh, 
you're in a place that you don't know you don't know anybody around there so yeah the the element of danger is definitely there but uh but yeah glad you had a memorable experience at least <laughs> yeah i mean it's it was pretty good you you know you get past these little fucking things like the fucking mm-hmm. dirty ass refrigerator and the greased up pans but you know the last day you're there you get there you find out what the sewer smell is and then the doors don't lock it's like what the fuck is going on here maybe yeah. somebody came in and shit when we were gone you can get past one or two things yeah but but after that it's like like real fucked up you know yeah. it's like no nah, man it's like have a good time because there's one thing after another at the at one place we stayed like the the plumbing fucked up like and we couldn't her in the house because their pump outside sort of like sprung a leak and they got out there they got somebody out there pretty quick and were real apologetic and whatever and that's all you fucking need you know yeah. take care of the issue you know that that's what owning a fucking business <laughs> is all about right there's a problem you take care of it for your customers you know then i didn't bring up but yes there was a problem with their pipes when we were when or when i was doing the dishes i think Lori was doing the dishes and she told me i can't remember but yeah that's woman's work so she was doing the Mm -hmm. dishes but yeah it was just you know light dishes and uh the fucking shit got backed up I had to take, I've never had to do this before, Joe. The only time I've ever seen this was at fucking my buddy Roy's movie, Demons at the Door. He plunged a fucking sink. I remembered that because fucking, we were watching Red Letter Media shit all weekend. And they just (laughs) had that on fucking there. And I was just like, oh shit. They used a plunger to fucking, and it worked. Unclogging the sink, yeah. Yeah, it was fucking because re- the garbage disposal didn't work. All right. Like, there were lights in the house didn't work. I didn't say fucking everything. I was just hitting you with fucking key points <laughs> and shit so we can get to the shit in the fucking toilet thing and give me my money back. But yeah, it was just a whole bunch more little things. It was like, what the fuck? So yeah. Hmm. Well, Fuck. Halloween here was as quiet as it usually is. Uh, we had few, very few trick-or-treaters, which is understandable. We're, we're the only people that really decorate on our street. Um, and maybe there's two other houses that give out candy. So, of course, parents don't want to bring their kids through because it's, a, you know, it's a fucking waste for them. You know, this uh, which that sucks, man. It doesn't take much effort to fucking buy a couple bags of candy and leave your light on and give some kids some candy and let them have a fucking fun Halloween night. But uh, I guess the mentality on this street we live in is different. But we're going to keep decorating every year and we're going to keep giving out candy because uh, I like doing it. You know, I've, I've got fond memories of Halloween when I was a kid. I hope... Uh, there's kids out there that are also getting some enjoyment or fun out of the night, but, uh, fuck my street. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I, ever since I've lived here, I've never really had trick or treaters here or anything. There's a few new people who moved into the neighborhood and I noticed fucking pumpkins and shit, but mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I don't know how much the uh, trick-or-treating thing is anymore. I haven't really seen it here a lot. I remember one year I was just like, all right, I'm going to I'm going to try and try and do fucking trick or treating out here. So I fucking did like a Jason 9 costume and all that shit hidden the fucking bushes for when people came by. Some fucking parents and they're like little little ass kid came by, maybe like five or some shit. I popped out of the fucking bushes. That little kid fucking cried and cried and cried. I just kept standing there, not breaking and shit. They just picked the kid up and left, and that was a rat. <laughs> that was the last and only time I tried to do trick or treat. Hey man, once you're once you're in there, you gotta sell it, you know. So fuck it. Yep. Yeah. And then I used to uh, go up to Phobia, which I went uh, over there yesterday and met up with my buddy Paul and just talked to him for a little bit. But yeah, I used to go out there and do shit and one year over at my sister's. But yeah, Halloween just definitely isn't the same here as it was in Chicago. I don't know if it's because it's a Midwest thing, but or I was younger. I don't know. That could have been it, Joe. Where we were just younger, and that's what we did, and now it's a different thing. You know, I'm sure I know that there's neighborhoods that that you know most of the people give out candy and shit. I just don't live in that neighborhood, unfortunately. Yeah. It uh, seems like you would, though. I've been to your house, and that yeah, seems you, like your stereotypical. Right, you would think that, but you know, everybody, I guess, here just wants to be left alone, which is cool. You know, all the other days of the year. But you're yeah. a little too close to be left alone. Yeah, I'm I'm the same way. Leave me the fuck alone. I don't need, you know, a whole lot of friends in the neighborhood. But I mean, like, your neighborhood, how it's set up, the houses are too fucking close for that yeah. shit. Mm-hmm. Like, by me, that's kind of how it is. There's enough distance. Yeah. Don't fucking look at me. <laughs> But yeah, I think for you, it's like perfect because the houses are so close together. You would think. Yeah. Uh, Weird. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, it's been a while since we talked about this shit. But <laughs> the day before Halloween, I went to the Houston uh, Horror Film Fest pop-up out, out there in uh, Katy, Katy, Texas, at the Wildcatter Saloon. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It seemed to me that the crowd was a little less, or maybe they're just tired of seeing my shit and don't want to buy from me anymore. Uh, I did well, but I didn't. don't think I did as well as last year. Still worth doing it. Um, see a lot of people that I know, and uh, saw Corey Feldman play <laughs> one and a half of his songs before I left. And really, I just went up there for the novelty, <laughs> a couple of pictures, Um so how was it? Did you feel his energy? Were you enthralled by the angels? He only has one angel what? that performs with him now, and that is his wife. And uh, she sings a couple of songs also, and she is fucking horrendous. <laughs> has just horrible, horrible voice. Um, there are people, I guess, apparently that really like this cat. And think he's a fucking, I don't know, good performer, that he was a good actor, a star, or whatever. No fucking talent. 
Um, I don't know. I don't know what you can say about him. You know, fuck him. That's what I can say about him. And I mean, this is all shit that he put out himself mm-hmm. in that fucking movie in that yeah. book. This like it's weird. I I don't get this guy at all. I'm pretty fucking bummed that I miss this because this I hate concerts. I think I've said that enough that you know live music isn't my thing. I don't really get anything from it, but I appreciate that it's there for people who do and all of that. But man, I would have liked to go to laugh at this <laughs> fucking bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it was small enough that you could have yelled something like fucking I don't disrupt I hope Corey Haim haunts you. <laughs> yeah, but uh yeah, again, like in all the other instances, thanks to, to Tony and Scott for having me out there. And uh I'll do Tony it. Tony Scott. Tony Scott, the director. I'll be out there in December for their next pop up. Uh I went straight from there to Corpus. I got to spend some time with my daughter for her birthday and the grandkid. I got to read him the story. Where's mummy? Like uh, I shared the, the cover art of that. A uh, pretty good little story about a kid mummy looking for his mom and encountering like sea creatures and vampires and shit along the way. Mm. Uh, but yeah, that was that. And then came back and thought it was going to be a slow week, but a lot of work came in again. Thankful for that. And I've got a busy week this week, so it's going to be long days at the shop, and I'll be driving mm. home in the dark because that time fucking change hit again. And uh, Sure did. And, yeah, and that sucks. I hate when it gets dark so goddamn early. Mm. You're going to have to get used to it for a few I will. Months. Yep. Six months or however long this shit lasts. I don't know. Mm. But uh, I did manage to watch the movies in that time, Tom. Oh, yeah? Beginning with... I guess a movie from two years ago called Don't Breathe. Mm. You ever seen this one, Tom? No. So this is about some pieces of shit. Three of them, in fact. Two dudes, uh, boyfriend and girlfriend, one other dude. that uh, They break into houses. The guy's dad uh, is a realtor or has a security company or something. And uh, so he can get the keys and the alarms to all these places and they break into houses and you're trying, you're supposed to be sympathetic for the girl because she's living with her parents or her mom, who's a real piece of shit. And she's a kid and she just wants to get them away from there, you know, just like so my kid can have a good life. So that's why they're breaking into other people's houses and stealing their things. So. Sorry, I don't feel sympathy for these people at all. Any of them. One's just fucking rich, thrill-seeking, being, you know. And <laughs> this girl, hey, go fucking turn some tricks or something, you know. Don't bust into people's houses. And her boyfriend's a piece of shit. But there's the one house that they heard this, uh, this veteran, uh, this blind veteran had a, a lawsuit because somebody killed his daughter in an accident, in an auto accident. So he got all this money. So they want to break in there and uh, and take his money. He's blind. Fuck it. You know, it's going to be an easy score for them, even with if he's home. He is home, Tom. And he's like a fucking, you know, one of those blind martial arts characters that can fucking oh, can hear, she? hear everything, you know. 
you know, like fucking Daredevil with the radar sense and shit. Um, yeah, so that, but, you know, they get down to the basement, and he's got a, a chick uh, held captive down there, and it's the one that that uh, was drunk driving and killed his daughter, and what he's doing is impregnating her, you know, throwing some jizz and a turkey baster and, you know, sticking it in her, so... All he because wants he can't more. get it up. He just wants his daughter back. Or but at least can he not get it up or what? He doesn't want to rape her. He's not because oh, that's immoral. Right. He just wants I to understand. Rape. So so it's all ca- that he wants is another baby. He's it's, got the baster. It's cat and mouse between them. Uh they set off the alarm at one point and the fucking blind guy's oh <laughs> it's really loud because i'm blind in my hearing and i have fucking... super hearing so that was really fucking dumb um, but it's it's an entertaining flick it's a good suspense movie um but i just didn't like anybody you know and and like i always say you gotta have somebody that you got you're gonna like or that you're gonna root for but Nah, didn't like anybody. Didn't like him, Tom. But I would recommend this movie. You're going to watch the sequel? Eventually, if it pops up on a streaming thing or whatever. But I'm not going to rush to watch it. No, because you're not a Getty Lee fan? No. Oh, wait a minute. From Rush? Yeah, he's pretty good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, yeah. Well, Joe, I went back and... Watched one of my favorites because uh, the old folks at Vinegar Syndrome put out the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. They're hitting the big time. <laughs> this, yeah, I think, uh, what's it called? Scream Factory or Shout Factory just lost the uh, MGM license or agreement. It expired or whatever. So I guess these guys had more money. Let's see, I had this on uh, VHS, DVD twice, Blu-ray, and now this 4K one, which I don't even have a 4K player, Joe. But that's okay. Here's the front of the motherfucker. Here's the back. I usually don't go for this slipcase, fucking double slipcase bullshit, because... I just don't give a fuck. However, this being one of my favorite movies, decided to go for it. I see if they you, moved to the Black Cases a la Severin. They do. Yep. A la porno companies. And that. Well, I guess they have the clear cases too, a la porno companies. But no, I think uh, the 4K, those are all black cases or African-American cases. As for the movie, it's good. It's about a small businessman who loses everything he has because he hires the wrong employees, a.k.a. his homicidal brothers. Uh, It's good stuff. We have a review of the movie somewhere on the channel. If you search for Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 movie review, boy, God, I'm sure it'll pop right up. Not a (laughs) as for this release of the movie it's pretty good this has to be it 
I don't think there's anything else you can do. One of the three discs of this is just special features from other releases. So all the special features that were on any other release of Texas Chainsaw 2 are on here. Plus, there's a whole nother disc of special features. All are pretty good. All the interviews are pretty in-depth. Even if they interview people that you really don't need that, like the fucking cop who kind of looks like Walton Goggins, he has like a 15-minute interview in here. It's just like, well, what the fuck? Why? <laughs> it's just, it's pretty in-depth. The only thing I think it's missing is a uh, interview with Bob Elmore, the stunt leather face. Other than that, this has pretty much everything. New interview with Bill Johnson. He uh, acts like a, a big theater actor through the whole interview. And then you got Caroline Williams. That's pretty good. Surprisingly, no new Bill Mosley interview. Uh, Jim Cedow was unavailable. But uh, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of good stuff in there. There's a new Tom Savini interview, and the editing on that's weird. It's like it's missing a whole audio layer. There's parts you notice it where uh, they're just like, oh, yeah, we did these tests in the makeup, and he was saying all these things, and then it goes silent, and you hear the fuck, or you don't hear anything, but you see him, like, talking, and there's no audio. And another part. It's uh, the part from the movie where they're using chainsaws, but you just hear the music and shit. Like, it feels like it's missing a layer of audio. It's really fucking weird. But besides that, everything else on there is pretty good. This is it. Unless <laughs> fucking they do an 8K in five fucking years and there's a Bob Elmore interview, this is it. There's a new commentary track with some fucking guy from some fucking podcast. I listened to about 20 minutes. Pretty much what you think a fucking fan podcast would be. He started talking about Mick Garris. So I was just like, all right, I'm going to head out, turned it off and not going to listen to any more of that shit. But it does have all the other commentary tracks with, you know, actual people who worked on the fucking movie. So those are on there. I just never give a fuck about any of these fan uh, commentary tracks Vinegar Syndrome puts on these fucking discs. All in all, pretty fucking good. If you're a fan of the fucking movie and you want it, get it. This was a little much. Like, this is bullshit. Really, the only reason I bought this box version was because of this artwork. On the website, it just showed this artwork, this artwork, that artwork, and that artwork. It didn't tell you that the fucking artwork is on there. So don't buy the fucking box, you stupid fuck, because you're going to get the artwork right there. But whatever. I got it. It is what it is. It's one of my favorite all-time movies. So fuck it. Hopefully, this is the last time I... uh fucking buy this thing unless pay twenty dollars more for a Bob Elmo interview which <laughs> I mean it would be what it was but yeah it's okay I like it it looks nice uh the price was a little steep though I'll say that but 
you know, with less and less people buying fucking DVDs and Blu-rays and, you know, the companies putting this shit out, getting smaller and smaller. It kind of is what it is. So if you want a, a fucking copy of Texas Chainsaw Massacre covered in a lot of fucking cardboard, this is the release for you. Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Sorry. My bad. It's uh, one more thing. One more thing. Just because he didn't make the honorable mentions. Only because the lack of fucking movie roles and shit. But Jim Seedow's the fucking man. He's like the best thing about this fucking movie. <laughs> Hilarious as shit. And he's worth the fucking price alone. Rest and empowerment. All right. I'll shut my cocksucker. All right, so we're uh, close it up, here, right? We got what two more months, so I am trying to marathon as many 2022 movies in the hopes of putting together the best of, worst of list, or whatever. So I watched one that you reviewed a couple months back, and this is a barbarian. <laughs> And, you know, it's not about a barbarian. <laughs> not at all. It is about a guy, a serial killer that... Uh, Old dick break. Didn't want to move out of his house, so he made some tunnels and would uh, just kidnap bitches and, I don't know, make them crazy or whatever. But anyway, that comes later in the movie. At the beginning of this movie... We got a girl showing up to a B&B, Airbnb or whatever, you know, like the place you got, Tom. So she's showing up to that. Hill Country Premier Lodging. Yeah, there's the dude already there. So she goes in anyway to the house and they're hanging out. And, you know, first she's really apprehensive. Then she finds out that he plays in some kind of folk band or something. (laughs) They're buddies now and. But uh, in the middle of the night, like like somebody was in the house or something, and they go down to the cellar, and there's like another door that leads down to a fucking staircase that's going down in some tunnels and shit. And uh, instead of getting the fuck out of there, they go down those tunnels, and they get captured, and that's when we flash back to see the guy, like, oh, it's, doesn't want to leave the neighborhood. Whatever. There's some fucking creepy you know, slime-covered lady walking around all naked and shit. Very long tits. Yeah. So then we come back to the present, and uh, Justin Long, turns out he owns that house, and he's uh, like a rapist Hollywood guy. (laughs) So he's a Hollywood guy. Right, yeah. And he goes to the house, he finds a staircase, and goes down there, and falls into the trap, and it turns out this this uh, lady that's down there, she just wants babies, you know, babies to suck her tits. So anybody that comes down there is a baby that she wants to suck her tits. And, you know, it's like, let's escape from here. Let's get thrown off of a fucking <laughs> a grain silo and survive. Let's get shot in the gut, and it doesn't matter. We can just walk around like nothing happened. And... This movie sucks. It's just <laughs> fucking dumb. And people are praising the shit out of it that it's this 
twists and turns. It's so gruesome. It's so tense. This is a piece of shit. This is a lousy movie. A lot of you are just dumb. And this movie <laughs> is dumb, so I guess it's perfect for you. I don't know. Uh, fuck this movie. Would not recommend. It starts out pretty good, but when you got fucking long-titted Haggath, though, that's when it hits a brick wall and it's just like, all right, we're done here. Yeah. yeah it could have it could have been something, but, yeah, it just... No, it had potential. Yeah. Definitely, but, yeah, and, and everybody's got, like, Wolverine healing powers or something, <laughs> you know? And that's just fucking dumb. Dumb. Yeah. People, people were eating this one up and like you I didn't I just didn't get it It wasn't for me sorry dog did you watch anything else I did I watched a uh, movie called Clay Dream Clay Dream no Clay Dream Clay Dream as in daydream but clay you see have you ever heard of Will Vinton? I've never Will... heard of Clay Dream, much less. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, do you know about the California Raisins? I do. Okay. Well, Will Vinton Studios was behind animating them. They also did shit like the PJs and fucking uh, a lot of claymation around that time. So uh, it's about Will Vinton starting up fucking uh, Will Vinton Studios and all this. And uh, Nike somehow finds their way into the mix. And the guy who fucking owns Nike, he uh, he gives him a bunch of money so for some of the company or something. And he also says, hey, my son wants a job. He's a white rapper. That's going to go nowhere give him a job starting out mopping floors and shit he wants to get into animation long story short his son the nike guy's son takes over fucking uh will vinton studios it becomes uh oh what the fuck are they called i think it's Leica. i could be wrong though they're the ones that do uh paranorman Coraline and that shit. So they fucking kick him out, give him like fucking uh, $250,000 or something like very small for his life's work and his company. And then he goes and dies of cancer. The end. It was pretty good, Joe. A feel good <laughs> uh, story. Yep. Uh, Good stuff. Very interesting. Uh, it's just fucking this dude. He wanted to be the next Disney. He was doing his damnedest and everything to uh, be the next Disney. Seemed like a decent guy. Of course, he started out with some other guy and he left and the guy was always resentful and stuff. It's a, it's a good, well-made documentary with, like, uh, claymation stuff made specifically for the documentary. It's just good, 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 well-made, put together, good story. Unfortunately, like, a lot of this shit we've been doing lately, the documentary. And then he dies of cancer at the end. So it's, it's good. It's probably going to make a list this year. 
But uh, would recommend if you like documentaries or you are interested in Claymation and or Will Vinton Studios. Good, good stuff. Clay Dream. The Clay Dream Believer and the Homecoming Queen. I watched a film called Significant Other. This is about a couple that goes off to the woods to camping, and uh, the girl has bad anxiety and panic attacks and shit. And uh, the guy's gonna propose to her, even though she seems like a real bitch. You know, it's like, why would you want to propose to this chick? You're, you know, you're fucking her. You know, <laughs> she seems like a a lot of trouble. You know, like a lot of. Just a pain in the ass, you know, somebody you wouldn't want to deal with for the rest of your life. But he's white, and I guess <laughs> into that, you know, so he proposes and she turns him down. And uh, he says, All right, whatever. The girl is noticing, like, hey, there's some weird shit. Oh, at the beginning, we have to see this meteor shower. But anyway, you know, some big old fucking red meteor lands. She's wandering around in the woods because she needs some time to herself. And, you know, she sees a weird looking deer with its eyes doing something weird, goes into a cave. And then something happens here, but we don't see what, Tom. She comes back. She's just acting different. Acting different, Tom. Mm. She, uh, and the guy calls her out on it like, hey, what the fuck? You know, what, what's wrong with you? You know, and she then then she snaps out of it. Oh no, you know, I'm fine, I'm fine. In fact, I reconsidered, let's get married. In fact, let's go to that cliff that you proposed to me on. And he proposes again, she says yes, and she pushes him off the cliff, Tom. <laughs> and just starts running. Like, I'm fucking out of here, you know, and and uh she finds this other couple out in the woods and uh She's just freaked out, you know, she's like, like panic attacked or whatever. And this couple's like, all right, well, if it's too late now, we can't walk back, but we'll get you, we'll get you there in the morning to like the ranger or the fucking doctor or whatever. And then here comes her boyfriend just walking out of the woods. What a twist. We thought she was the alien, but, but he's the alien. And he kills these people and he's like, hey, you know, you don't have to be afraid of me. He's acting real silly. You know, up till now, it's like, hey, that's that's a decent twist. But he's like, no, I have all his emotions now and I love you, you know. So, you know, I'm not going to kill you. We're, you know, yeah, we're going to take over the world, but you're going to be cool. You're going to be all right. And it's just real silly. It gets real fucking stupid from there. You know, she's trying to kill him. He's like, oh, you know, healing like he was <laughs> in the cat or the barbarian or something. Um, it sucked. It's like it's another movie that this this had potential, but it just fucking it failed. It failed me midway through, Tom, and I didn't give a shit after that. Still finished the movie, but would not recommend significant other. Not at all. Mm. I'm guessing this is a streaming original. Yeah, I think it was on Paramount Plus or Peacock, one of the two. That's the wave of the future, Tom. Streaming yeah. original. 
It is. You know, we're in November, so a lot of fucking, this is the time where they put out the quote-unquote good movies. And right. The Oscar contenders. Yeah. I did I some looking. <laughs> yeah, I did some looking to see what's coming out the rest of the year. And I think we got Spider-Verse in December, but that doesn't really look as good as the first one. So, we'll, I mean, we'll see. We'll see, but mm. 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 you watch anything else? I did. Yeah? Yeah. I watched Weird. Mm. Al Yankovic story. This is a uh, biopic on Weird Al, Tom. How his parents uh, didn't want him to have to do anything with music. Refused or forbade him, especially from playing the accordion. But uh, a door-to-door accordion salesman comes to the house one day and he secretly buys that accordion, learns to play, has his dream of singing other people's songs, but with different lyrics. And eventually starts to uh, realize that dream. Um, and uh, he becomes one of the biggest, biggest music sensations in the world. And uh, begins to date Madonna. Spirals into alcoholism. Uh, it's pretty good, Tom. <laughs> pretty good. I, I, I laughed quite a bit. It, it's really fucking silly. It's got a lot of cameos from famous people from the 80s or whatever, but not played by themselves. Um, I dug it. I laughed. It was a good comedy. It runs a little long. They probably should have cut like 15 minutes from it. But uh, but I would recommend it. Not to you, Tom. Uh, there's no fart jokes, but they do make fart noises with their hands, you know. So that's kind of close. So that's a fart joke. Maybe, yeah, uh, but done musically, you know. But uh, yeah, I was I was pleasantly surprised by this movie. So this is what a mockumentary. <clears throat> I don't know what it is. It's just like not telling his story. It's like if a nine-year-old uh, wrote the story of Weird Al, what they think the story of Weird Al would be. And, uh, and then it was made into a movie. Uh, it's just silliness, you know? It's like not, nothing happened this way, you know? He didn't write Eat It before Michael Jackson wrote Beat It, you know? Um, Weird Al is in it playing a music producer. He does a good job. Uh, there's a lot of recognizable faces from, from a lot of the comedies that have been popular for, I guess, the past 15 years or whatever. I dug it. I dug it. It's a good follow-up to UHF. UHF is definitely better, but uh, okay. but this is all right. I'll watch this again at some point, and then I'll think, yeah, it's not as funny as I thought. But uh, but I'm not there yet. You know, right now it is as funny as I thought because I've only seen <laughs> it once. Uh, <laughs> but to be fair, it's because you're a hardcore Michael Richards fan. Right. That's right. We'll I'm drink from the waters, right? We'll get to that. Um, <laughs> we will not. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's all right. And it's if you got the Roku channel, 
And if you have Ro a Roku, then there's no reason you shouldn't have the fucking Roku channel. It's it's <laughs> streaming movies, new streaming movies that are all the rage these days. Mm. Fuck. I didn't watch anything else, did you? That well, okay. So I've watched five episodes now of Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities. Um, it's okay. Yeah, I uh, I gave up on him <laughs> after I bought those couple Criterion fucking Blu-rays and watched those. I was just like, "Yeah, I like the Hellboy movies, and that's about it." Yeah, well, he doesn't direct any of these; he just presents them. You know, he is a big waddling motherfucker that comes on <laughs> at the beginning of every episode to introduce it, you know, a la Rod Serling or uh, Alfred Hitchcock or whatever. And you can't really understand what the fuck he's saying. His accent is, is pretty thick. It's just do it in Spanish, dude, and have the subtitles come on. Um, but one of the episodes called Autopsy has been my favorite. And that one... It's it's good. It's got good effects. The others are yeah, they've been good, but not enough to where I gave a shit. There's one. The one I watched today is a adaption of a Pickman's model, of a, that's an H.P. Lovecraft story. And like most H.P. Lovecraft adaptations, the only thing they adapted was the title, and then they just fucking ran and did their own story. That's what this one is. It's pretty good. But uh, but yeah, overall, this is just a an average anthology show. You know, it's only eight episodes. I only got three more to go. But uh, I don't know. If you're looking for some short shit to watch, this is it. I think a lot of other people will probably like it more than me. But you know, I'm me. I watch a lot of jaded sh uh, shit. I'm jaded by a lot of it. Um. I think that's what I liked about uh, the Weird Al thing is that it made me laugh. I watch a lot of comedies and they just make me sad. You know, it's like, <laughs> that's what people think's funny. You know, that's what everybody's fucking laughing. Oh, you got to see that's so funny. It's fucking stupid. Uh, a drawback to, uh, to Weird is that Patton Oswalt is in it for just a little bit, but that's enough to where, like, ah, oh, fuck this movie. <laughs> I got through that. You know, and watch the, the whole thing. But yeah, that's all I watched. That's all I watched. Well, Joe, speaking of anthologies, you know, I don't have time to read, but I said, hey, the next man thing that comes out, I'm going to I'm going to pick it up and see what it's like after the old after the old MCU Ted incident. So this is Crypt of Shadows, number one. I guess it's, and yes, this is the Man-Thing and Lady Wolverine variant cover. Thank Who's you. Who's writing Thank this you. shit? A whole bunch of people, Joe, because it's an anthology. Mm. So I only read the one story with Man-Thing because that's what this is about here, Joe. Uh, it's good. <laughs> it's, it's not MCU, Ted. Good. This is... This is what Man Thing is. Uh, he's a background character, he's a secondary character, because there's only two. 
Lady Wolverine is transported to the nexus of all reality. And uh, her scent goes off something weird. And she freaks out, starts fighting Man-Thing. Man-Thing's burning her because she's freaking out. And uh, this just happens for years, years, decades, 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 decades. It's just about Wolverine going fucking crazy and turning into a monster. And turns out we're the monsters, Joe. (laughs) So, yeah, it's just, uh, you know, it's a good classic Man-Thing story where he's there and he's a part of it, but he's not really the main fucking, the main thing. And it even says he's a motionless, mindless thing in the book. So I was just like, all right, good. So yeah, it was all right. Uh, yeah, I mean the cover's kind of cool. Yeah, it's a decent looking cover. This uh, the story's cool. I'm just no interest in fucking reading <laughs> any of the other ones. It's like uh, Vincent Strange. He just looks like Black Tom, but he's fucking like introing these stories and shit. There's like Werewolf by Night and Moon Knight. Uh, one where it looks like Elsa Bloodstones hunting down Peter Parker, where he turned into the tarantula headed guy. And then there's a Morbius story. I was like, ah, sorry. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure, <clears throat> not make sure, but see what man things like post MCU Ted. So it's all right still. It's leaps and bounds better than fucking R.L. Stein's bullshit. So yeah, that it's doesn't good. get much worse than that. I'd I'd show you pages and shit, but I read it and already fucking sealed it up. So can't open dead. that again. Yeah. Nope. Never. <laughs> and that's that's about all I did besides our besides our last one. It's an end of an era, Joe. It is, thankfully. <laughs> thankfully. Uh, before we get to Gamma the Brave, which is the last one, uh, a couple of things. So, like, I went to this show, Retro Expo. I popped in there today because a buddy of mine gave me a pass. So I just walked in there to see what they had. And uh, I talked to... Shit, I always forget his name. But anyways, this guy I see at shows all the time. And he's real into the kaiju-type movies. And so I'd been telling him, yeah, you know, we're watching all these Gamera movies, and man, they suck. And he was telling me, like, well, you know, I watched these as a kid. And as a kid, he said, they freaked me out. Because so unlike Godzilla, you know, Gamera, he's getting cut up and stabbed and and he's shooting blood and everything. He said as a kid that scared the fuck out of him. You know, that that was weird. So I guess from a kid's perspective, these are odd movies or whatever. He said, like, remember when those space babes kidnapped that one kid and shaved his head and they were gonna like get into his brain. Gonna eat him. He said that scared him as a kid too. <laughs> and like, oh man, I don't want anybody to catch me and shave my head. Because that means they're going to cut into my brain. <laughs> you know? So, yeah, when you're a kid and you watch things, diff- think they're going to affect you a different way. But uh, he also told me, you know, that weird chick from these newer movies, the the odd-looking chick, the chick that looks like she's high all the time. That is Steven Seagal's daughter. 
that's fucking weird. And uh, he says she doesn't really talk about him on any other interviews because it's like an estranged relationship or something. But I just thought that was odd as shit. Um, but yeah, Gamera the Brave, Tom. Victor Salvras, Gamera the Brave. So yeah, I started watching this and I texted Tom. Like, right, it's like, I don't know if I... I should be watching this shit man this doesn't seem like appropriate this is like some really... you got kids three kids that are playing a game on the beach where their objective is to take the clothes off the other kid oh yeah we're taking off your pants haha ha. um yeah that was fucking weird you guys didn't think i was mad because you were trying to take off my pants did you <laughs> come here let me take off your pants yeah um I realize there's cultural differences that we probably don't understand, but now nah, this is fucked up. Yeah, it's a very, very odd scene that has no place whatsoever. Doesn't and move the plot along at all. <laughs> it, it just kind of sits with you. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want to say, well, this is fucked. What the hell's going on here? Until there's a scene where like all the kids are gathered around looking at a turtle and one of the kid is positioned directly in front of the camera on all fours with his ass up in the air and the camera going right into his colon and it's just like all right this is fucked whoever did this shit knew what the fuck he was doing and this is fucked so hardcore victor salva vibes going on in this motherfucker Mm-hmm. Also, if you're a Victor Salvo apologist saying, oh, fuck he you. This time or whatever, yeah, fuck you. Um, we're not down with that in the show. We will fucking talk about that from day one. But, Go back and listen to the Den tapes, you mm-hmm. fuck. <laughs> this, oh, fucking Den. Uh, so this movie focuses on a kid that's dealing with the loss of his mom. And, and obviously uh, the loss of his innocence. Mm-hmm. So he's living with his dad, I guess, that has the a rest. fucking greatest fucking rice cooker in the land. Yeah, people come from all over the place to eat at his little restaurant. And the same five people every day. Fried rice is his specialty. Uh, but anyway, the kid, you know. Imagine that his specialty being fried rice because <laughs> he's a Japanese guy. The kid notices on this atoll that's maybe like five miles away or so that there's a flashing light there and he notices it. So he swims over there. He swims like this five miles or however long it would fucking take. And at this uh, glowing light, there's like an egg there. It hatches. And it's a little baby turtle. Cute little baby turtle. He takes it home. Uh, Toto. Yeah, he names it Toto because that's what his mom used to call him when he was a kid because his mom couldn't remember his name. And because that's turtle in Japanese, you see. Is it? I didn't know that. Um, I'm fluent in Japanese there, Joseph. Toto grows a little bit bigger the next morning. And then even starts to fly with the steam power. Well, you're getting, you're not doing the nice uh, Gurian or whatever his name is shout out to when he was fighting the knife in the kitchen. 
Oh, yeah. Remember that? The nice little reference to mm-hmm. Gamera Villain's past. You know what we should say, because if I don't bring it up now, it won't be brought up at all. The beginning of this movie is pretty fucking awesome. It makes you think like it's going to be a fourth movie in this Heisei trilogy. Gamera looks different, but uh, the Gaios are back and fucking he's tearing them apart and they're fucking tearing the shit out of fucking him. And then he blows himself the fuck up. Like, yeah, all that shit was fucking awesome. This sets it up like, yeah, you ready, motherfucker? We're back, bitch. So yeah. that yeah, that was a recap of the last movie, but they didn't just do uh, original movies where it's just, hey, let's just show that scene. Fuck it, you know the same thing. They redid it. Uh, Gaios looks fucking good in these little recaps. He looked, you know, best that he's probably ever looked. And yeah, I would say it's not saying much, but these actually did look cool. Mm-hmm. But then it gets just to boredom, you know. And yeah, I mean, it turns into a hardcore, weird kids movie that was probably made for grooming motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, uh, his neighbor across the street is a young girl. That's a, uh, that's I don't know. She's gonna go have an operation or something. A so heart it, surgery. We're worried about her. We're worried. A very about her. simple heart surgery that we're told time and time again. That's very simple routine. It'll go fine. Uh-huh. Yet everybody is so worried about it. Yeah. Uh, baby Gamera continues to grow. He's like one of those turtles that lives to be like 200 years old or whatever. He's that size now. And uh, then we have a dragon that comes out of the ocean, starts fucking shit up. Starts eating motherfuckers for real. Yeah. And oh... At the beginning of this movie, we're told they disbanded the Monster Squad or Monster Legion or whatever. So that the, thing- the fucking unnatural organism. It was a really stupid fucking name. Yeah. Uh, you think that's going to be a big plot point in the movie? It's really not. <laughs> we're closing know. it down. Open it back up. Gamera's back. All right. Yeah. Um. The fucking kid gives the girl this that red glowing thing that he saw where he found Gamera. I was like, here, take this as good luck for your surgery. Uh, but Gamera needs it back so he can grow. They found me. And because uh, Gamera, while he's fighting this dragon, he's still kind of little. You know, he's kind of a runt still. And he can't fight him, you know, because they're not on equal footing. But... Uh, all the he shoots the fireball down his mouth and he falls off a fucking bridge like his name mm-hmm. is Gwen Stacy. Um, all the kids chip in, you know, they have a sense like, yeah, yeah, this this uh For Toto! needs this thing, and so they take turns running it until they get it finally to Toto. Like when motherfuckers would pass the torch, mm-hmm. you'd have to run and pass yeah. the torch to the next motherfucker. So then, yeah, Gamera wins. Wins the day. Whatever. Uh, this movie sucks. <laughs> this movie was fucking boring. I took a nap immediately after finishing it because <laughs> I was just like struggling to stay awake through it. Not good. Yeah, uh, this definitely feels like the most in a fucking series full of like real kid centric shit. Mm-hmm. This one felt like the most kid-centric. It felt like it would have been made by that fucking, like, that 
kids full moon company whatever the fuck they put out with like prehysteria in those fucking movies it felt like it would have came out from that because it said this movie had some money but really doesn't feel like it Uh -uh. camera it looks okay like it looks fine it looks okay the month other monster zebra or whatever the fuck its name is looked okay but Everything else, not so great, and it had that weird fucking chomo vibe over the whole fucking movie, which is kind of kind of unsettling. Yeah. Uh, I can say now that I've seen all the Gamera movies. I'm glad I didn't buy that box set when it came out, because I was going to. And, uh, yeah, I, I will never watch any of these again. I'm not... Just not a fan of the whole gamma thing. They had like one or two, one good one, other ones that are okay, but for the majority, they suck. <laughs> Fuck gamma movies. If you would have asked me a year ago, uh, best best giant monster, I would have said gamma. But yeah, after going back and rewatching these, there are a few good ones. A lot of fucking garbage, but uh, yeah, Joe, I guess Godzilla really is king of the monsters. monsters. Yep. And I guess that's why next week we're gonna we're gonna start watching all the Godzilla movies, Joe. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. You guys voted on YouTube, and we're doing Phantasm next, so. We got four good movies and then one questionable one. Yeah, I guess I'll, because the only one I think that's not streaming on Phantasm is two. The second one, because it's a universal movie, but we can find it. You you don't have that one on anything? No, I don't. Uh, I know Walmart has a box set with all of them. Or not a box set, just a a thing. Maybe, because it's not Halloween anymore. That's true. That's true. I'll, I'll check to see if they have that, and if not, I'll just... Look know. on Amazon. You could probably find the fucking set for not a lot of money. All right. Otherwise, I can find you the number two. But yeah, Basket Case was in the lead for a fucking minute. I cast uh, my vote for the Hannibal movies. I mean, if we're being honest, that's the one I wanted, I was hoping would win. I didn't vote because I'm not a piece of shit, you see. But if I did... It would have been for the Hannibal movies. I uh, actually started listening to Hannibal Rising over the weekend, but it's read by the author, and that guy can't read for shit. <laughs> but I quit listening to it. I have a copy of the book. I was, you know, so I'll read that at some point. But uh, yeah, movie's Phantasm. not good. Phantasm. Yeah, I mean, I've watched them all again recently. Except for the fifth one. I've only watched that once. and We'll get there when we get there, Joe. Yeah. And, uh, you know, let's hope I don't regret this not-so-good phantasm tattoo I have. (laughs) But I shouldn't because I've seen this before. And I was trying to, you know, put some stuff on there that would be okay to watch. But Yeah. For around next year, maybe we'll do the Silent Night, Deadly Night movies. But I figure, you know, let the people who fucking consume this shit 
Mm -hmm. see what they want to they want to do and this is it so that'll do pig that'll do you ready for another uh what's it called a uh, key issue of spider-man this is issue hold on 136 that's right 136 so this has been a subplot that's been building, I guess. Brewing. Brewing, stirring, uh, formulating for the past five, six issues where Harry Osborne discovers that Spider-Man's is Peter Parker. and uh, Or as I like to say, PP is Spider-Man. Or Spider-Man is PP. He's been going slowly crazy. At the beginning of this issue... Spider-Man's is out with Mary Jane, and during the course of their conversation... She's dressed like a whore. Like, she's out she's, looking to get raped. She's, you know, throws out the whole, like, your place or mine line with him, and like, when... And she's saying, yeah, like, they're dating now. Like, when did this happen? When was this established? Aside from in, in this panel, they had just been friends, right? And she'd been helping him with the loss of Gwen Stacy, who he's still like feeling guilty about because he's the one that killed her, really. And it turns out she was just helping him with the loss of the semen she was draining from his balls. Right. So so they've been dating a while. This is fucking weird. This is news to me. But anyway, they're going back Plus, to place. Mary Jane is drawn with a very strong jawline. So this is a very progressive issue. Yeah, they they're gonna go into his apartment, but it blows up as soon as they open the door, because <laughs> uh, old Harry Osborne left a bomb for them. And, you know uh, what they say, Joe? Love never blows up and gets killed. Yeah. Mm. Um, Mary Jane is knocked out, so Peter Parker, Car Carpenter, <laughs> Peter Parker decides to put his head on her tits, and you know. To check her heartbeat, you know, he just rests his head on her tits, which I thought was kind of weird. Anyway, he goes inside, and luckily, aka, he rapes her. His chest of drawers, you know, didn't blow up in the explosion, so he gets his spare Spider-Man's costume and his cartridges, and uh, he throws out a line that was real fucking weird. It's like, yo, I'll just put him in my pants. Nobody will notice the bulge. <laughs> Strange fucking piece of dialogue there. But anyway, he figures, oh, well, shit. I think, you know, Harry Osborne has taken over for the Green Goblin. Yeah, we know that. He goes to Green Goblin's old fucking hideout and, uh, and just hangs out there waiting for him. Green Goblins comes out and they fight whatever. Green Goblins kick Spider-Man's ass. and could have killed him. Could have killed him. But he ran out we of learn his... about the dangers of car exhaust. Yeah, he yeah, because his little uh goblin Lighter. Yeah, the smoke coming from it was like laced with LSD or something. No, it's just regular exhaust fumes, but they're deadly, Joe. That's why so many people turn their cars on in the garage to kill themselves. Yeah, so he lets uh Peter Parker, no, yeah, I know your fucking secret identity, you fuck. I'm going to expose everybody. 
and he's gonna kill him, but he ran out of his little finger gun things. <laughs> Sparklers. So instead of just like bashing his head in or using his fucking goblin glider to impale him like like happened to his dad, he says, I'll kill you next time. And <laughs> fucking weird, you know. And then we're left at the end with uh Peter Parker being a dick to uh Betty, Betty. Brand, is it? Yep. Yeah. And he quits. He quits the fucking Daily Bugle. Well, he just wants a leave of absence. And they said, no, you're fired. Yeah. Well, you fire me, I'll quit. No, but you were fired first, Parker. <laughs> so that's where we're left. That's our cliffhanger. And uh, it's... Eh. <laughs> I mean, it's not a bad issue, but it's not good. No, it's, it's another it's, one. It's like another issue. It's, it's there. It's there. Take heed, collectors. <laughs> it is there. Join us next week when Spider-Man and the Green Goblin learn the ways of the room. Mm-hmm. Can't wait. <clears throat> so, Joe, you like lists? I do. And I was surprised that we hadn't done this lists before. It sounded familiar. It did. <laughs> I think we did a variation of it, but this is our top ten with honorable mentions actors. And with the honorable mentions. I just want to say I took this as actors as in males. Oh, well, I only have one on the list anyway, because they're not very good most of the time. <laughs> oh no, I take it back. I have two. Okay, so for my honorable mentions, I have Stephen Root, who, Tom, you may remember from the movie Office Space. He tried to kill himself in the... Oh, no, he didn't. That was uh, old What's-His-Nuts. He was a stapler guy. Yeah, he's a stapler guy. He's in a lot of shit. Yeah. A lot of movies, and sometimes he's comedic, sometimes he's serious. He's a really fucking good actor. He was in Jordan Peele's Get Out. Yeah, yeah, he was. He probably should have made my honorable mentions. It's a good one, Joe. That's a good one. He's also in King of the Hill, you know. He's in a lot of shit. A lot of shit. Next, I have J.K. Simmons, who plays J. Jonah Jerklin in the Spider-Man's movies, the uh, first three. Yeah. And the newest one. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he was in that. Mm Mm-hmm. Then and I have, in your favorite movie about a place in California, was it Palm Beach or some shit? Yeah, that the Groundhog Day type movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was in that. He's pretty good in that. He's, again, a very diverse actor. Does comedy, does uh, drama. Uh, he can hold his own in a leading role, but I think he's best when he's a supporting actor. The and movie so, might suck, but he'll be good in it. He'll be good in it because he's going to give it his all. And speaking of somebody that gives it their all, uh, my next honorable mention is Corey Chase. She is a pornographic actor. <laughs> uh, but she sells it, man. Like like when uh, if she's doing a scene where she's hypnotized, you fucking believe it. Like uh, if she's doing a scene where she's stuck in a chair or something. <laughs> I can't get up. I, I believe that she is stuck in that chair. You know, um, 
she uh like plays like a, a horny mother or stepmother a lot and you think yeah i could see her adopting and then you know fucking this kid uh, <laughs> very good actress uh i have lou gossett jr who i always think it's dead and then he'll pop up as an old fucking something. but uh very good actor mr lou gossett jr thank you for your service um and then I have David Warner, who is also another old man that pops up from time to time that I thought was dead. Maybe he is dead by now. I'm not sure, but did a lot of horror movies back in the 70s and 80s. Uh, he was really good in, as Jack the Ripper in the movie Time After Time. But anyway, those are my honorable mentions. I got a good laugh, Joe. Thanks. My honorable mentions, I have Kurt Russell. Pretty good in the John Carpenter shit. It's good in that Guardians of the Galaxy. The Quentin Tarantino shit. Didn't like Bone Tomahawk, but he was good in it. A lot of shit he was in, I have no interest in watching. But when he's in something, he's pretty good that I've seen. Yeah. Played a pretty and good Santa Claus, too. I haven't seen the sequel to that one. <laughs> The first one was good. Yeah, it's one of those. Yeah, I got no interest in, but I'm sure he's fine in it. Some matter. Don't believe in Santa. <laughs> nah. <laughs> I'll stick with the Mel Gibson Santa Claus movie myself. <laughs> Haven't seen that one. And then I have George C. Scott, if nothing else, for his fucking role in The Exorcist Three for being the fucking saddest, angriest white guy who has ever a sad, angry white guy. It's pretty good and hardcore as well, where he watches his daughter get fucked in a movie theater. <laughs> oh, stop it. Turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> and then I have Tommy Lee Jones, who can't remember his fucking role from Men in Black as agent k a lot of stuff that i don't give a fuck that he's about that he's in that whatever the stuff that i seen him in he's good and men in black's fucking awesome and then i have danny devito <laughs> again a lot of stuff of his that i don't give a fuck about but the stuff that he's in that i seen he's fucking awesome and if you want Danny DeVito, it'll be Danny DeVito. It's still a goddamn shame that he wasn't clown in the Spawn movie. And then I have a gentle fellow that we'll get to next week. And that is Reggie Bannister. He is what is referred to as hot as love. That is his fucking old catchphrase that I'm sure we will get to next week. And those, Joe, are my honorable mentions. At number 10, I have Philip Seymour Hoffman. Um, this guy was a junkie. Fuck him for that. Um, but he was a damn good actor. Another guy that's uh, that can play diverse roles. He's the silliest fuck uh, in Boogie Nights. And then he's like serious as hell in a movie called Owning Mahoney, which is about gambling. Uh, a really badass movie. Good actor. Good actor. Dead guy. Go find happiness and watch it, Joe. 
Okay, happiness. Number 10, I have a guy that started out as a joke here on the podcast, but he won the hearts of you, I, and dozens else, and that is old JCVD. If you've never seen Jean-Claude Van Johnson, go watch that shit. It's fucking awesome. And a lot of his other movies are surprisingly pretty damn entertaining. At number nine, I have Gary Oldman, who is, again, he's a guy that can play diverse roles. He's a fucking chameleon. He's so good <laughs> in his roles. Like, he even kind of makes his posture and look look different. And it's like, you know, I'll be watching, and it's like, oh, fuck, that's Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman. If only we were able to talk about those Hannibal movies. Or Old Man. Gary old man. He is now. Mm-hmm. Number nine, I have one that came as a surprise to me, but when I fucking laid them all out and started knocking them off, he was left standing. And that is Jeffrey Combs. Plays Herbert West like a cold motherfucker. Watch those things again. He's a fucking that son of a bitch. Really good. <laughs> Uh, Frighteners, he's really good. He's pretty good in everything, pretty much, that I've seen. Again, I'm sure there's some garbage. And he also does uh, voice work and shit showed up in uh, Spectacular Spider-Man. Good stuff. Good stuff. And I met him drunk once. He was a nice fellow, from what I remember. (laughs) Uh, Number eight, the other woman on my list is uh charlise theron uh she's good in just about everything she does and like you've been saying i'm sure she's done a lot of shit that i haven't seen that wouldn't want to see but uh she's talented she's beautiful and she don't mind fucking not being beautiful in a movie (laughs) you know did that whole fucking thing in monster where she let herself you know just be made up and just look ugly as shit but, but she's an actress you see she fucking acts she's not just a a fucking knockout number eight i have old tom atkins not the best actor but when i see him in a movie i'm just like all right no he's Good screen presence. He's a nice old man badass. Don't really give a fuck about the fog, but Halloween 3 and Night of the Creeps are fucking great. (laughs) When he showed up in my bloody Valentine remake, I was just like, yeah, all right. Hasn't been in fucking an absorbent amount of movies, but even when he shows up in little parts and like, uh, excuse me, Escape from New York and, uh, What's that one? The ninth configuration. It's just like, oh, look, he's still getting work. So Tom Atkins, just one of those I like seeing on screen. Uh, Number seven, I have a guy we don't really see much anymore, and that's James Woods. Uh, A lot of his early shit, really, really good. I think he's great in like Videodrome, and there's a he can play a sleazeball like in a Casino, 
and there was one where he plays a dude that the that shot a black guy and he's like a <laughs> racist in it and he's fucking amazing in that role uh, just a good actor real fucking good actor I liked him in Surf's Up, the animated movie about the surfing penguins. I have not seen that one. It's good. But I'm not really into surf movies. Mm, just try this one. It's pretty yeah. good. The Shallows was pretty good. Mm, this one's a little better. Mm, we'll see. No, I hope so. I probably won't. Well, you like mockumentaries, so that's what this is. We had number seven. I got your boy, Danny McBride. Most of the stuff I see him in, especially the Jody Hill stuff, fucking great. Sure, a lot of it's pretty much the same character over and over again. But it makes me laugh, Joe. Makes me laugh, makes me laugh. Might have been higher on the list, but two recent Halloween movies sucked a fucking dick. Sorry, dog. <laughs> Go make some more shit with Jody Hill. You know, it's not the same guy, right? But anyway, at number six, I have Benicio del Toro, who uh, really hasn't made a lot of good shit after winning an Academy Award. And that tends to happen because, you know, the people that write and make good shit can't afford good, you know, the Academy Award winners. So, but a lot of his early shit I thought was good, and I thought those uh, Sicario movies were good. I thought they were making a third one because the second one kind of ends like that, but now haven't seen or heard anything about that. Anyway, Raza didn't show up, man. I guess they didn't. Fuck. Speaking of Raza, or Raza, sorry. There you go. I have Danny Trejo. Again, he's been in a lot of fucking shit. A lot that I'm not going to watch. But the shit that I like that he's in like is the, fucking awesome. The Andy Sidaris movie. Fuck yeah. You spill water on me? He was the guy, you know, the guy with the face. <laughs> but yeah, fucking him as Machete doesn't get much better than that. Oh, I don't know. I think Badass is better than Machete. <laughs> uh, I like the second one where they go to the swamp. What was Badass is on the bayou? <laughs> That's the third one. Oh, what's all right? Badass is, is the second one. <laughs> oh, those movies suck. <laughs> but in a good way. Uh, I saw the first one in the theater. <laughs> that shit made it to theaters? It did. Holy shit. At number five, I have Michael K. Williams, another dead guy due to his demons with drugs. He's a junkie. That's uh, but if you want to make it like, oh, they were struggling, you say they're demons. No, he's fucking junkie. Um, but an incredibly good actor. He was in The Wire for a long time. He was in Boardwalk Empire with the funniest name uh, for a character, for a black character, Chalky White. And... Uh, he was in the uh, the Happen Leonard show based on the Joe Lansdale stuff. A lot of shit. A lot of shit. Good, good actor. <laughs> Number five, 
Yes. I have Fred Williamson. Again, most of the stuff I've seen him in, he's fucking awesome. There's been some where it's been, but that's mostly due to the quality of the movie. If you let fucking Fred Williamson be Fred Williamson and book himself to what he wants to fucking do, nobody better. Good shit would recommend. What? Let's go with Boss Radio Edit. You know, he dies in BFW. (sighs) At number Mm. four, I have Paul Giamatti. Another guy, uh, not going to get anywhere on his looks, so he has to be good at what he does, and he is an incredibly good and versatile actor. You may have seen him in that movie. Pig vomit. Pig vomit is what he was referred to. Highly disrespectful. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) Number four. I have not a good actor. Some would even say not an okay actor. But God bless it. Love his movies. He cracks me the fuck up. And that is Rudy Ray Moore. Can't say he's a good actor, but when he's on screen and if he's in fucking anything, I'll fucking watch it. And fuck. He's been in some fucking hot garbage, Joe. (laughs) (laughs) And number three, this should come as no surprise to a lot of you, the longtime listeners of this program here. And that is Shia LaBeouf. Great, great act. Probably the greatest living actor that we have. Uh, he has a long storied career. And uh, I enjoy a lot of his work. If you've not seen Honey Boy, highly recommend it. Uh, <laughs> or if you've not said it, just to make yourself yeah. laugh. <laughs> or the Peanut Butter Falcon or whatever that movie was called. Another entertaining flick. Mm. Remember the time his brother lifted up Jake the Snake and threw him into the air? <laughs> threw him. You remember the noise his brother makes as he lifted up Jake the Snake and threw him in the air? I don't. Why don't you refresh our memory? <laughs> no, I was hoping you could remember it because I couldn't. No, I, I could only imagine what I thought it sounded like. <laughs> That's the movie I'll watch again at some point. Why? Because you're a cruel, heartless piece of shit? I am. I am. Mm. Number three? Yes. I have Norm MacDonald. You may remember him from Dirty Work. Screwed. And uh, The Norm Show. And Stan Hooper and and Vampire Dog, what I was going to get to. But his greatest acting role of all was acting like he wasn't dying. He fooled everybody, Joe. Because then he died, you see. Nobody knew. (laughs) Fucking got him. At number two. Great, uh, great admiration for this actor. And this is uh, Luis Guzman. 
always great. Uh, yeah, he's in a lot of shitty movies, but he's going to give it his all every time. <laughs> and uh, it's a plus on your on your movie if he's in the cast. It's like, oh, this is going to have at least one good scene. Waiting. In those, but I need to because he's in them. He is. I think he's the only reoccurring character in all of them. Hmm. We gonna hear a review of the new Adams Family or Wednesday, whatever it's called. When I mean, I'm gonna watch it, but I don't think he's in it a lot. <laughs> you know, I don't think uh, the Adams Family is the focus of that show because it's called Wednesday, and I could give a shit about some little girls that people fetishize. Uh, fucking weird shit. Like, hey, let's dress up like sexy version of this little girl. <laughs> Ooh, sexy Freddy Krueger. Yeah. <laughs> weird. Fucking the horror community is just fucking weird. I guess the, the fucking... Uh, you wouldn't call it the comic community. The comic convention community, too. Oh, you're sexy R2-D2. <laughs> Check out my sexy Jeffrey Jones cosplay. Yeah, I mean, somebody's done it, I'm sure. Number two. What the fuck is that? You know, it's Beetlejuice. Oh, so you fucking want to fuck this dude and you're justifying it because it's chick dressed as a dude. But sexy. I, I don't know. Don't that's yeah, it's fucked up. Anyway, Tom, you're number two. There's a lot of people in the quote unquote mass community, which community is a weird word to begin with, but we can get to that at a later date. But yeah, a lot of people buy like Michael Myers and Leatherface and Jason masks and shit to do some old fucking in. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, you know, I don't want to kink shame anybody. Each their own. But you should be ashamed. (laughs) If you want the chin of a ghost face mask in your butt and you know somebody who will wear it and do it, then more power to it. Right, yeah. Different strokes, as they say. (laughs) Yep. The rule of the world. Real fucking different. Well, Joe, my number two is good. He's good. He's a good man, Joe. He's a John Goodman. He's in a lot of he's in a lot of stuff. Mostly big fat women named Roseanne when he was on that show, Roseanne. But yeah, haven't seen a whole lot that he was in besides, you know, all 12 years of fucking Roseanne. And then did shit like Big Lebowski, 12 Cloverfield Lane, and they hit motion picture Blues Brothers 2000. <laughs> yeah, he's good. Good he stuff. Is. He is. Um, maybe if I'd have remembered him, he would have squeezed Corey <laughs> Chase out. But I don't know. <laughs> maybe. maybe. Uh, well, she is a woman. Right. At number one. Tom. And again, this shouldn't come as much of a surprise. I have Alfred Molina. (laughs) Fucking awesome. Every time. It doesn't matter. He can make a piece of shit uh, Sam Raimi Spider-Man movie good. 
Um, yeah, dude's fucking. He was in the new Spider-Man too. He was. I haven't seen that one yet, but I will because he's in it. And he's your favorite actor. He is. He's my number one. Uh, he also uh, reads some audio books. And every time he does that, it's like, it's a well-read story. He fucking, he fucking narrates it incredibly. Dude's badass. Well, Joe, my number one will come as no surprise. And that is Chris Farley, the Beverly Hills Ninja himself. Good stuff. Would have liked to see him do some dramatic stuff because that's what comedic actors of his time did mm -hmm. after the comedy thing went out. But unfortunately, as you were saying, junkie shit. Yep. And that happens, and you gotta know when to hold them, know when to scrotum. Speaking of scrotum, Joe, next week we're gonna be listing our favorite sauces. So I hope you're ready to talk about sauce. And I hope you're ready to head over to dwnproductions.net where you can check out all my masks, bus props, and stuff that I made. Uh, the uh, Black Friday sale is coming up. Still working out what I'm exactly going to do. But the brand new barber mask that is up there, <clears throat> excuse me, will not be on sale. And they are limited in that paint job. So if you want one, you might as well get it now because... If you wait, they may, might be sold out, and they will not be on sale. And I will be bringing back five pieces that are retired for the sale. They will also not be on sale. However, that will be the only chance for you to order one. So head on over to dwnproductions.net. Maybe make a list of what you'd like to buy, because almost everything on the site will be 33 sent off Joe fastcustomshirts.com uh, yeah like Tom I've got the uh, Black Friday sale coming up Black Exploitation Friday and uh, I don't know if I'm going to do anything new the creative juices are not flowing the enthusiasm is not quite there uh, maybe that'll change. Go to the website, buy some shit, because that helps me uh, restock shit I don't have. Because chances are you're gonna order this, and I don't have it, so I got to make another run. That way, I'll have a run of those shirts to take to shows or whatever. But yeah, and it helps gauge what people want. Right, right. What uh, what I think or what you think people would want. I don't know, but uh, but yeah, just go to the site. There's something there you'll like. Well, everybody, enjoy your fall. Halloween's over. Christmas is a-coming. And you know what else comes with Christmas, Joe? Just a long, long December. We'll talk to you next week. Boy, God. The song, Joe! Oh!